Welcome into Inside the Nest. We're talking about the Owls going streaking. Yeah, they've won three in a row, and it was the first road regular season win at a top 25 team. We will break down that victory in Martin, Tennessee. Thank God we made our way back because that was a long bus trip. Brandon Sutton, Bryce Gobert, Caleb O'Neill, Barkley Miller will join me, Nolan Alexander, next on ITN. Welcome into Inside the Nest. Chance Gamble, the FedEx Defensive Player of the Week nationally and A-Sun Defender of the Week, will join us here on Inside the Nest in our next segment. But again, Brandon, Caleb, Bryce, Barkley with me, Nolan. Guys, it was a long way up there. Martin, Tennessee is like a not, not a hop, skip, and a jump. We, we didn't even have a chance to go by Mike's in Chattanooga to buy golf because there was a wreck in Chattanooga that took us like two and a half, three hours to get through chat. But the Owls got golf there. Clubs, right? Mike buys golf clubs? I, I think it was golf. Golf or tennis? I don't remember. I'll have to watch the commercial again, Bryce. But we made our way to the Volunteer State, and then we watched the Owls jump out to a quick start. Had a second quarter they'd like to forget. However, I like to think that just set the scene for what we saw in the second half, holding the nation's number 11, scoring off. It's just three points in the second half. Chance Gamble himself outscored the Skyhawk offense with his pick six. He had three of Kennesaw State's single game record, five interceptions. And this defense, we got to start with the defense. This defense rose to the challenge in the second half. That is the best they've looked all year. That is one of the best offenses they've played all year. And they shut them down. Brandon Sutton, you saw it from the sidelines. What's your one big takeaway and the 44-27 win at number 15, Tennessee Martin. So Saturday, guys, we saw one of the biggest things and the biggest challenges that we put on the team as, as, as a broadcast group win the third quarter. And we saw that. They held UT Martin to three points the entire second half. So they didn't just win the third quarter. They won the entire second second half of the ball game. We've been challenging them to do that since we've noticed this, this continuing repetitive um, repetitive thing that we've been seeing happen again and again and again. And just coming out of Saturday, they took that challenge full head on, made the most of it, and knocked off a top 25 team. And that was so incredible to see. Yeah, so, I mean, what a game from this defense. They needed to have an outing like they had against UT Martin. And showing up and showing out exactly what they did, it just shows what they're capable of. And we, we were talking about it a little bit on the bus ride back. That is exactly what Kennesaw State needed. But it was going to be a game where if they were going to put up a lot of points, that was going to be the game because it just had that feeling to it. And the defense just absolutely showed out. And I don't think, obviously, there was a couple plays where in the second quarter that they wish they would have been able to have back. But outside of the second quarter, that was by far the best defensive performance that we saw from this defense all season long. I agree, Bross. It was... It was beautiful. There were DBs everywhere, linebackers everywhere, D-linemen everywhere. It was gorgeous. But my biggest takeaway really kind of stacks off of everything we y'all just talked about with it might – well, I really have two, so we're going to we're gonna backtrack for a second. First of all, it proved tried and true time and time again – Kennesaw State plays better with a chip on their shoulder. They have since the beginning, and 
Coach Bo, Coach Chestnut, Coach Propel, everyone has talked about it for years now. And I think that really proved true this week that you're going in underdog, outmatched, number 11 ranked offense in the nation, and the Owls showed up and played some football on Saturday. And second is I think that that could potentially be the edge that they needed to really play with super confidence every week from here on out to really like kind of set themselves up for success and to say, hey, I believe in us, we believe in us, and let's go get after anyone that comes at us. Hey, Nolan, so my my big takeaway from this past weekend was that it seems like this Kennesaw State football team has finally found their identity. They've really been searching searching for it all year this year, and the number one thing that to me I noticed was these guys just played hard this weekend, and then they had a lot of confidence in themselves, something they've been lacking, trying to figure out that they can do it and how talented they are of a football team. So that was my biggest takeaway, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, come on. Five interceptions from that defensive back group, that, that's huge. And then the way that the defensive line was able to get after the quarterback, that's a very talented offensive line that UT Martin has. And the way they got after Dresser and made him run around, and they forced a lot of those interceptions just by having pressure in his face and making him make decisions that he didn't want to. So and you just got to give props there. That's a really big takeaway. I'm really excited about what they're going to do moving forward now, taking that step this past weekend in Martin, Tennessee. My big takeaway is that if you're ever on a bus at 5 a.m. on game day and it's raining, please make sure the side panels are closed. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to talk about that. Everything was okay. No, my big takeaway is that in the word quit, Q-U-I-T, there's no O, there's no W, there's no L. There, you, you, you cannot take the word owl and make it into quit. And that sounds corny and cheesy, but this team was off to its slowest start. This team had lost in overtime to Jack State. This team had gotten by in close games against teams that had subpar records. And there's a lot of chatter, and there's a lot of people hating out there. This team struggled in, in, against Central Arkansas, especially defensively. And what we saw on Saturday was the best version of Kennesaw State all year long. This isn't a team that started out red hot and then tapered. This is a team that has had to learn some things this year, not only about the game of football, but about itself. And they answered. And there was a lot of opportunities for them to quit this year, especially after Central Arkansas. A lot of opportunities. There's a lot of opportunities in that game Saturday to quit, especially going into halftime after they had scored. It was 24-17 at the half. They had scored 21 straight. A lot of opportunities in the third quarter when they had fumbled the football twice, including the second time hitting off Ja'Cory Burks' heel on a punt, an unfortunate situation, and Tennessee Martin had the football at the red zone. That was a great opportunity to quit. This team did none of that. They played their best after that, and you just got to tip your caps to the players on the field and the coaching staff as well for pushing them through a lot of difficult situations. And I'm with you guys. I hope this this now shows the team, hey, this is what you can do on both sides of the football and special teams as well when you play up to the Kennesaw State gold standard of effort. This is exactly what it looks like. This is what preparation looks like. We'll hear from Chance Gamble here later on about what film study has done to help him. 
and how it paid off against Tennessee Martin. When you put all those things together, this is what it can be. And there's still a lot left to play for this season. We'll hear from Jordan Griffith and his look around the A-Sun of what the conference landscape looks like. But it's going to be a big game this Saturday against the Austin P. Governors. It's Military Appreciation Day. It's Senior Day. KSUowls.com slash tickets for a 1 p.m. kick, the Owls and the Governors. Up next, we will be joined by Chance Gamble to get his thoughts on his record-breaking performance. What about Chance off the field? And then get set for Austin P. Coming up next on ITN. Meet the Owls up close and personal and engage with Owl Nation. Show your support for the black and gold and stay up to date on all of our social media platforms. Be sure to like our Facebook page and follow our Twitter and Instagram at KennesawSTFB to keep up with news and score. To stay up to date on all things KSU Athletic, follow us on Twitter at KSU Owl Nation, as well as following us on our Instagram and liking our Facebook page at Kennesaw State Owls. joined by Chance Gamble here on Inside the Nest. Three interceptions, a part of KSU's five against Tennessee Martin, including a pick six there at the end. Chance, have you ever had a game in your career dating back to Little League in Fitzgerald, Georgia, where you ever had three interceptions in a single game? No, that's not. That's a first. That's definitely a first. I've never had anything like that happen before. How do you have three interceptions in a game? Is it once you get one, the ball seems to find its way to you? Do you feel faster? How, how does that happen where you're able to have three in just a single game? I mean, I don't know. Um, you know, the whole year I've been struggling just to get one. And then, you know, I catch one and they just keep coming to me. So uh, I was thankful that, thankful that they, uh, you know, threw my way a little bit and I was, you know, able to make some plays. Chance, I have some questions here from Barkley Miller. The first one that he asks is, what's the biggest step you have taken this season as a defensive back? Is, oh, this season is just, uh, I would say, my preparation outside of, um, you know, the field, my film study and, you know, studying receivers is, <clears throat> and seeing what they're going to do. So when I play against them, you know, I'm ready and I can play faster. Uh, you know, DB is a lot different than, than, than playing offense because, you I mean, you're guarding somebody that's running full speed at you, making moves. So, you know, that film study and that extra preparation, it just gives you, a, you know, a little bit of an advantage when it comes to Saturday. That's a great answer, Chance. To follow up with that, what's the biggest step the group has taken as a unit since the first game at Samford? Ooh, yeah, we've definitely taken a big step. You know, uh, Coach Stafford, done a great job challenging challenging us as a, as a whole secondary and um we've taken we've taken strides every week I feel like and um you know just our practice habits you know the way we attack practice every day and, and like I said with the preparation and the film study uh, we we just we've just taken that a little bit more serious I would say and um you know it's it showed out on the field um we've been playing well these past couple of weeks and and I think that's just you know ultimate testament to, to the way we, we've been practicing and, and preparing ourselves off the field. Last question from Barkley. What is the most helpful advice that Coach Safford has given to you? Ooh, the most helpful, he gave me a lot of, you know, helpful advice. But the, um, the thing that he's 
he's told me that you know it really stuck with me. Is um, when you're playing DB, you got you got to play with confidence. You know, um, you're not gonna win every rep. You know, just, you're gonna you're gonna play some good good receivers. They're gonna win some reps. So, you know, just not losing that confidence and keeping it throughout the whole game. That's the one thing that he said to me that that's really stuck and helped me a lot. That's great advice, Chance. You were certainly confident on Saturday with those three interceptions. Brandon, we'll turn it over to you next. To start things off, man, can you take me back to that last interception you had uh, to finish things off? And what, what was that feeling like just to see it, see the ball float to you and just be able to put the nail in the coffin for KSU on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, it was a great feeling. Um, you know, going into it, you know, I saw the ball and I was like, you know, should I go down right here? And I saw the green grass, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Because both probably didn't like it a lot that I didn't go down, but I just I just couldn't I didn't, couldn't find an enemy to go down. So I was like, you know what, we're going to put the nail in the coffin right here, and we're, we're going to go all the way back with it. Hey, uh, hey man, Coach Bo may not have liked it, but us in the booth, and I'm sure all the fans loved it, getting those extra points on the board and just seeing you take it the length of the field for 89 yards, man. It was spectacular. But um, just – I was actually down there on the field with you guys, and I remember you coming off your second interception. You were just, you were so hyped up and ready to go. And I remember I looked over and told you, said, "Hey, they come to you again, get another one, man." And, and they did. And just, where, where, where do you feel like you, you in this DB group are going to be able to go, out, go, uh, go for the rest of this year with two more games left on the schedule and just still so much in front of you guys? Yeah, definitely. We still got a whole lot in front of us, you know. You know, taking this game and you know, keeping it in our back pocket, but moving on from it, and you know, not not being too staying staying level headed. Really, um, you know, there's a lot of talk, a lot of you know, awards and blah blah blah. But uh, the ultimate goal for us as a team is uh, to win. And like right now, like Coach Bo is, you know, been telling us three games in a row we're streaking right now. So um, the ultimate goal for us as a team is just to keep playing well, keep preparing well, and. Uh, keep winning so that's that's where we're, that's where we're going forward keep winning heck yeah man we like to hear it let me pass it over to my boy Caleb Chance what's up my dog see dog what's up dog how you doing brother I'm doing good excellent all right so got a couple for you first you said your your preparation changed off the field from last year to this year, really, but how has it changed on the field from for you in particular? What are, what are some of the things that you've really tried to focus on to get better at? The uh, the biggest focus I had coming in this year was um you know my practice habits you know attacking practice every day was the same you know mentality on uh, there's gonna be days where you don't feel like practicing obviously you know you practice all year long. But just coming out there and attacking it the same every day, you know, being consistent, that was the biggest thing. And then uh, another thing, like, technique-wise is, you know, I wanted to be better man-to-man coverage. You know, I struggled with that last year a little bit as a freshman. And, uh, you know, I took it took it upon myself to just work on that and get better at that during the off-seasons. And then at practice this year, I've been working on my man-to-man. So that's, that's two things that I really worked on. I want to commend you. We have, we have seen it, and we've talked about how the y'all been playing a little bit more man the last few weeks. And I want to, mm-hmm. from from me, I want to say you've been doing a good job and keep it up. And secondly, how do you 
look to to kind of carry this momentum into next week with coming off a big game and ha- do you look to try to go get a couple more or are you you just gonna roll with it and see what take it as it comes? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the goal is get get more, you know, make plays when when they're presented to you. But uh, <clears throat> you know, we're gonna move on from it. You know, we're gonna go to practice today, and we're gonna prepare just like we did last week. Um, we're not gonna dwell on the past, and we're not gonna sit back and look at what we already did. We're just gonna move on and move forward from it. That's the only thing you can do. I think that uh, if you want to be successful, you can't you can't look into the past. You gotta you know keep going in the future. So. You know, we're going to move on, and we're going to keep going, and hopefully we're going to keep streaking. Yes, sir. That's all I got for you, Chance. All right, Cheeto. Chance, coming off of this game, now being named FedEx Ground Defensive Player of the Week, what is that like going into next week, having that prestigious award, now having to face a good team in Austin P? I mean, um... It's cool. I mean, rewards are always cool to have, you know, and get. But like I said, um, you know, the ultimate goal for me is to is to to do the best I can in order for our team to win. So, um, going into next week is going to be another big challenge. You know, they got good quarterback, good receivers. So, you know, I'm just ready to accept the challenge again. Uh, go out there, play hard, prepare myself the right way throughout the week, and you know. Let's do that. Everything should fall into place. Putting your name now into the KSU record books for tying the most picks in a game, is there anything special now knowing that you have that spot secured in the KSU record books? I mean, uh, not really. Uh, I don't really, you know, worry about the records and stuff. I just go out and play. So, I mean, it's cool to have records and, and do all that, but, uh, but yeah, I just you know I just want to perform well for my team. That's the ultimate goal for me. Is just you know doing the, mo- the the most I can in order for us to win. So final thing I got for you is working with guys like Marquise and DeAndre. What what have you been able to learn from them that's been allowing oh, yeah. you to step up your game? With Marquise and Jacory and and DeAndre, I, I kind of feel like we, we all just feed off each other. And uh, you know when when one of us is playing well, it kind of boosts up everybody else. And, um, you know, we're all good friends outside of football, too, so that helps. And, uh, you know, we all just rally behind each other. And uh, learning uh, – I learned, I've learned a lot from Corey and, and uh, Marquise, especially because they're older guys. You know, they, they've taught me, you know, things I got to know, you know, because, I mean, I'm only a sophomore. So, and they've been here for a while. They've been in the program. And, you know, they just really helped me to get where I'm at. Okay, Chance, one last question for you while we have you. People love your name. As broadcasters, we love your name, too. Did Have you heard from your parents when they decided on a name for you? Did, did they like the combination of Chance Gamble? Is Chance a, a family name where they said, you know what, this kid is destined for greatness with this name? <laughs> yeah, my dad, actually, you know, I asked my dad that not too long ago, a couple years ago. I asked him, I said, Dad, why, why'd you name me Chance? And uh, he was like, because I thought it would sound cool when they said Chance Gamble scores a touchdown on the broadcasting system. So that was his answer. Your dad's right. It does sound cool, and you got to do that last week. Chance, thanks so much for the time. Congratulations, as Bryce said, on your National Defensive Player of the Week award, and best of luck to you and the Owls this weekend.
Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you all for having me. With Fifth Third Momentum Banking, we're making banking a fifth third better. Cappuccino for Dave. Yep. Oh, I overdrafted? Now this coffee is $43. That's steep, even for us. With Fifth Third Momentum Banking, we've got your back, which is why we give you extra time to avoid an overdraft. That's way better. This is banking. A Fifth Third better. Fifth Third Extra Time gives you longer. Anytime before midnight ET on the business day after your account is overdrawn to make a deposit that brings your available balance to at least $0. Visit 53.com for additional details. Fifth Third Bank NA, member FDIC. Now, guys, the A-Sun became a lot more interesting this past week. Only three games, Kennesaw State being one of the two, but you had some scores that have huge implications on possible AQ or playoff status. First, Austin P, 38-35 over North Alabama. That was the first game that North Alabama had over the new tenured head coach, and Austin P able to advance with a three-point win. Then Eastern Kentucky beats UCA 42 to 14. I'm not sure many people saw that kind of lopsided score coming, especially from an undefeated team in the conference with Central Arkansas. And in that game, Central Arkansas had the chance to seal the A-Sun in terms of being the representative for the A-Sun and the A-Sun WAC Alliance, unable to do so, EKU with a huge win right now. But that makes things intriguing for Kennesaw State. And a simplistic breakdown of a complicated formula in a complicated format right now for Kennesaw State. Pretty much, you got to root for Jacksonville State right now to beat EKU. You're looking at the standings. Central Arkansas at the top at 3-1. Jack State obviously at 3-0, but that doesn't count right now. Eastern Kentucky at 2-1. Austin P at 2-2. Two and, two, and Kennesaw State at 1-2. So Kennesaw State is going to need almost all of these teams to lose the rest of the season. And Kennesaw State obviously has to win out because... At the bare minimum, you can get to three if you win the next two games for KSU. That would then have the same amount of wins as Central Arkansas. Then at that point, if all of that goes Kennesaw State's way and they somehow find their way above everybody else, which is kind of a long shot but still not impossible, then they have to hope that their percentage is going to be higher than any WAC team at that point. And those are the numbers that we've been referencing throughout the year. The tiebreaker will go to the highest ranked team in that power ranking. One of the more intriguing games this week, Central Arkansas versus Stephen F. Austin, two teams that are vowing for that spot for the A-Sun WAC Alliance. It's interesting to see these two teams somehow matching up in the second to last week of the year. And to round it out this week, EKU playing Jacksonville State, as I mentioned, then North Alabama versus Tennessee Tech. Then if you want to look toward next week, it's another important one. Austin P playing Alabama, so that I'm going to go ahead and chalk that one up as a possible loss for Austin P. I don't think I'm too brave to say that one. North Alabama versus Memphis. Kennesaw State and EKU, a must win for Kennesaw State the rest of the way. And then Jacksonville State and Central Arkansas. So Kennesaw State, they need Jacksonville State to come through for them the rest of the way. Although it's a tough road, it is not impossible for Kennesaw State to fire up the rankings and be able to get that AQ the rest of the way. Owls got to win out, and they're going to scoreboard watch the rest of the way here for the postseason bid. And that's what's going on around the A-Sun, guys. Welcome back to Inside the Nest. Thank you, Jordan Griffith, for that look around the A-Sun. We are back to A-Sun Conference play for the first time in about a month. 
as Austin P comes for Senior Day and Military Appreciation Day with a 1 p.m. kick at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. KSUOwls.com slash tickets or give the ticket office a call to secure your seats right now. Joined again by Brandon, Bryce, Caleb, and Barkley. So guys, this matchup with Austin P. We'll get to Barkley second because I want to start out here with this Kennesaw State offense against a governor's offense. We've talked a lot about defense, but the offense for KSU capitalized on the big plays in the defense last week and then showed an ability to adapt, able to find a lot of plays in the perimeter, maybe the most this season, and then was opportunistic through the air. What does the matchup look like this week against the governor's, Brandon? So, Nolan, last week's game, I think you, you hit a very important word right there, opportunistic. In the opening of that game, we came out and they noticed that we were doing up that um, UT Martin was doing a lot of strange stuff at the front, trying to throw off option counts, trying to get things working against us. And this team found a way to not only work around it, but find ways to make huge, huge, spectacular plays off of them. And coming into this week, that's something else we're going to have to do again because we're coming up against another team that we have not played before. So, as any time in the history, we never truly know what kind of look we're going to get. If I was a betting man, I'm, we're probably going to get some form of 6-1 or 50 shade this week. Caleb, help me out here. What do you think? After seeing the, that passing attack last week, what, what do you think we're going to get over there? Yeah, I like the I like the 6-man or the 6-1 look. That's been a little bit of our kryptonite in years past, and recently that in the bear look. And um, it just it really depends on how they feel their outside backers are going to match up with either the slot or the wide receiver and how they want to try to play it. Um, but I see them walking that, walking that dog outside linebacker down, whatever position he is, and really trying to hold everybody up off the line, make sure and like we talk about our defense doing, carrying the, the slot or the running back to the safety and delivering him to the linebacker or the safety or – Working that and blitzing up the middle and playing man on the outside, I see them really trying to do that to keep them from getting behind the defense because as soon as as soon as those backers start overcommitting and then the safeties have to run the alleys and getting their nose down in there, you never know you might see Blake Bohannon sneak out the back end and you're only gonna catch him in the end zone. So there, the the owl raid is definitely gonna pull them back a little bit, but they're really gonna try to hold everyone up off the line of scrimmage from what I believe is that's going to be their, their big takeaway and their big game plan going into next week. Hey, Caleb, I think you're exactly right, man. Three of the four leading tacklers of this Austin Peay team are their linebackers. So they're definitely going to have those guys flying around. I think that six, one look with those dogs up at the ends, is going to be a good look for them that they think they're going to be able to work a lot off of to control, not just foster, but also those wideouts whenever we get in condensed formations. But also, we got to look out for Kwame Sutton, their big defensive lineman. He's uh, four and a half sacks on the year, 31 total tackles. He's one of these. He's one of those good ground control guys. Likes to shoot up the field, get in, get his nose in there, try to make uh, the quarterbacks make a mistake. But this team is also coming off a big game against uh, UNA last week, where they allowed 463 yards total offense. So that defensive performance this week is going to going to be very reflective of all those yards they gave up last week. They're not going to get, they're not gonna want to give an inch to this Kennesaw State team. So 
it's going to take a lot for uh, scheming and planning from Coach Chestnut and this team. But after the performance we're able to see from that opportunistic offense, I think coming into this week, we're going to be able to scheme a few things up, get a few more counters, and, and maybe a few more Blake go-handed touchdowns. You never know. Let's flip it over to the other side of the football, talk about this KSU defense against the governor's offense. Barkley Miller, what do you have? Looking forward to this weekend against Austin P. These are two football teams that are in two very similar positions, which is really unique. Wins against similar opponents and losses against similar opponents, right? I mean, Austin P has lost to Central Arkansas just like Kennesaw did, lost to Jacksonville State just like Kennesaw did, had a close win against North Alabama just like our Owls. So I think these are two comparable football teams, and this weekend's going to be all about who wants it more. And what this defense is going to have to do, they're going to have to stop Mike DeLilio, not just through the air. He's talented through the air. He threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns against North Alabama, but he likes to run the ball too. He's a very physical runner. He does not like sliding, as we heard in Coach Bo's presser. So, you know, that means he's a quarterback with a little bit of edge on him, carrying 215 pounds. That, that, that's impressive. Uh, I think that they're going to have to do a lot on the defensive front, run some stunts, get in his face early, uh, very similar to what they did this past weekend against UT Martin, uh, and, and then kind of alleviate the pressure the, the defensive, on the defensive backs and the linebackers because the linebackers are going to – I think Coach Verpale is definitely going to try to put a spy on him keep him from scrambling around and running the ball. And another thing, we looked so good in man coverage this past weekend. Something we've seen Coach Verpel mix in time and time again. They talk about simplifying the defense. That's a really good way to do it. You sit there and you tell your DBs, hey, this is your guy. You're manned up on him. You might have safety help over the top if you're in a cover two. Cover one, safety's going to have to roll to wherever it's favored if they're running trips or something like that. But – I really like that. I think it, it opened up the opportunities. And then once we got up this past weekend, they were able to run more zone, kind of what they're comfortable in, uh, what we've seen more of this year. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a really interesting ball game. Uh, Austin P has, just like everybody else in this league, um, very physical, big physical offensive line. And that matches up really well with our defensive line, which is the most talented part of our team. So anybody who misses out on the game this weekend, they're going to be missing a good one. This is two, these are two very good football teams fighting for, you know, maybe a share in the conference now with Central Arkansas dropping the game last week. So big game coming up at the bank this weekend. Really excited to be able to call it. So looking forward to it. Thanks, Barkley. Last but not least, special teams. We saw... Connor Cummins deliver for Kennesaw State. Also saw some interesting plays on the kickoff units for Kennesaw State as far as kickoff coverage. How does Austin P look to match up against the Owls and special teams this week? So in for Kennesaw State's kickoff coverage, I believe the uh, the governors might be chomping at the bit to get a ball kick to them this week with their main returner, Cam Thomas. According to the NCAA website, he is the fourth-ranked returner in FCS with, in yards, total yards, third in average with 201 total yards. He's averaging 14.5 yards per return, on, and that's punt returns on the 14.5. And, and he's really, really shifty. He pretty much specializes, from what I've 
from what I've seen in returning. So he's going to be fresh. He's going to have the juice, and he's going to be ready to rock and roll when that ball's kicked to him. He's a redshirt freshman, and he returned a 92-yard punt against Central Arkansas for a touchdown and a kickoff against Murray State for a touchdown. So the guy's already got a few TD returns under his belt, and he's a he's a young guy, and he's really going to be amped up, ready to rock and roll, and they're going to be have their front guys in the kickoff really executing and nosed up and gun. They're going to have a good game plan ready to bring it to them. Talked about Connor Cummins, the field goals. They've blocked one field goal this year, and KSU has had one blocked. So they're really going to be trying to put some pressure on the special teams field goal unit. They're going to be coming for them. And as we learned this past week, it didn't kill us, but it can hurt you heavily. In, a, in really close games, you can't allow mistakes like that or big, huge chunk yardage plays like that. So that KSU is really going to have to lock in this week and fix what they didn't do well on Saturday. And then on the flip side, we have to talk about it again, talk about our man Gabriel Binyard. He isn't listed in the NCAA FCS returners because he doesn't have 10 punt returns yet. But he has eight returns for 148 yards. That's an 18 and a half yard average. He would be second overall in average per return if he had 10 returns. So it, you may Google it and it not look like it, but as we know every week, that man's one step away from getting one. And I'm going to go ahead and call it that this is the week it happens. Okay. Last prediction. And last but not least, KSU had never run a fake punt or a fake special teams play until last year against Monmouth in a huge conference game. And this year against Central Arkansas, trying to get some momentum back to see if we couldn't make a run. And this being first time we played Austin P, we're in there. I mean, we're at home for military appreciation and senior day. You never know what Coach Bohannon might have tucked up that sleeve to really try to, to kind of rattle the cage a little bit and build up some momentum for the Kennesaw State offense. So that might be something to keep an eye out on, too. Caleb and Sutton, I got a quick question for you. Whenever you're going, to go, going against two teams back-to-back -back that you haven't played before, as a player, what is that like trying to prepare for that? Well, starting out, it's – you have to try to pull things back to like your mentality during camp because you're going, you're opening the season. You don't know what the season's going to hold. Everything's brand new. So you're going to be against a team that you've never played before. You're going to have new looks. You're going to have new uh, formations, stuff you have to learn, uh, new play schemes. And, and those are all just, it's just adversity. And you can never let adversity get to you. It's just new things and, and just new nooks and crannies that you have to learn to fill. So coming into a week like this, you're going to have to keep your base plays. You got to know, know your rules and all of your plays like the back of your hand, because that's, what's going to save you in a game like this, because you never know what front they're going to show up with, what look they're going to give you. So just by knowing your rule and what to do, you could never be wrong. Yeah. And for me, uh, I'm hundred percent on board with Brandon. Um, you have to, especially for an offensive lineman, you have to be, locked in on 
covered, uncovered techniques, what you do in this and what you do in this. And the coaches usually do a really good job of practice and the script during the week to set you up for success, to see a bunch of different fronts and then communicating on game day and learning as you go, because everyone has their main front and their change up front and maybe even a curveball front added onto that or a knuckleball, whatever you want to call it. And eventually they'll, they'll settle into something, but if they get into a favorable look for something that the players and the coaches are prepared for, that's when usually people really try to run with it. Don't sub, go hurry up and keep them in that look or keep them in that defense that they're in so that you can do what you, your bread and butter and what you feel comfortable doing. And from a wide receiver standpoint in the, in the KSU offense, my biggest thing was just looking at the way their secondary plays and the way their outside backers usually play because that's who usually we're lined up against, who I would have to block, who I'd have to run a route on. And I like to see how they play, like each individual. I like to see how they play. And so whenever I see number 47, the outside linebacker, line up in front of me, I kind of like to have already have like in my mind, see the film and see – what he does and how he reacts to things. So that way I can read his body language, read his demeanor and really know how to, how to attack him so that I can win. Well, gentlemen, great breakdown. Kennesaw state and Austin B coming up this Saturday, one o'clock KSUWowls.com slash tickets for senior day and military appreciation day. One last break. When we come back, chance gamble is back on inside the nest to answer our, would you rather in fact or fiction coming right back after this on ITN. Wellstar Health System helps Kennesaw State Owls stay in the game, no matter what your health goals or concerns are. Find our convenient health centers on campus. Our providers will get to know your needs and help you stay feeling your best. When you go off campus, Wellstar is there for you too. With hospitals, urgent care centers, and medical offices nearby to keep you well. Visit wellstar.org to learn more. Welcome back into Inside the Nest. We're excited to be joined by Chance Gamble, the cornerback again, coming off his FedEx Defensive Player of the Week award on the national level. So, Chance, here at the end, we have we tee it off with a little "Would You Rather," and then we get into fact or fiction. Last week, we had Carlos Allen get it right and broke a streak of three straight weeks in which the student athletes got it wrong. So, we'll see if you can continue the defensive trend here. But to start out with. From Fitzgerald, Georgia, here in your second year at Kennesaw State, I want you to look ahead to the future. Would you rather take an all-expenses paid dream vacation every year for a month or have the job of your dreams? I'm going to have to go with the job of my dreams just because you're going to have to work the job every day. So, I mean, you want to be happy while you're doing it. What's your dream job? Well, I want to coach. That's my that's my dream job. So, um, you know, I really want to coach with my dad before he retires. So I guess I would say that would be my dream job, is, you know, just to coach with him before he retires. I love that, Chance. Guys, what's your answer? 
I gotta agree with him because that like the dream job that's that's every day. Like a vacation for a month every year, that'd be cool and all. Because but when you gotta come back home, that's when it start hitting you. Like, oh, I gotta go back to that job I don't hate. So I, I gotta agree with Chance. I'm a, I'm I'm a Chance here, man. All the way. If you, my parents and a bunch of people have told me, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. So I'm I'm doing what I love. You know, as hard as it is to uh, to pass up that all expenses vacation, I gotta agree with all y'all. It's it's too it's too hard to pass up that dream job, getting to do exactly what you wanted to do for the rest of your life, not having any worries about it. So I, I, I'm a chance here again. All right, I'll go the other way. I've already got my dream job here, so I'll take that dream vacation for a month once a year. In, in the month of July, see y'all. I'm gone. Where are you going, Nolan? I mean, I get to do it every single year, so I've got a long list of destinations to start out with. I'm visiting every Caribbean island, going to Tahiti. I'll get a little bit of Europe, Greece, and Croatia in there. Maybe go down to Australia once. It's going to be fun, man. Okay. Now, okay, now onto the serious stuff here. Like we said, Carlos Allen got it right last week. So, Chance, we're going to give you two statements. You tell us which one is true and which one is false, and you're on the scoreboard. Sound good? Sounds good. Since you're out there and you got a lot of hair underneath the helmet, we're going to talk about some human features here. The first statement, humans lose an average of 75 strands of hair a month, or the human eye can distinguish 10 million different colors. Which one's true? Which one's false? I'm going to have to go with the hair is false and the eye is true because it's like you lose more than 75 strands a month. All right. We'll go around the room and we'll see who got it right. Brandon, you can go next. I, I, well, I'm right there with the chance again because I, I think 75 is just too low and I think 10 million colors is too high for your eyes. I don't know. Just, but yeah, I'm a chance. This is a tough one because I, I have, I, I'd like to say I'd have some pretty long hair, and 75 a month just seems way too low because I swear I lose way more than that. But at the same time, 10 million colors—that's a lot of freaking colors. So, oh, I. I think I'm going to have to go with the hair. I'm going to go with my gut here. I got to go with the hair. Is what? True or false? The hair is false. You lose more than 75. All right. So Chance, Brandon, and Bryce are on the same page. Caleb? Oh, this is a toughie. So I'll, I'll, I'll be talking about the most ideal human eyeball because it's possible to be colorblind where you can be very limited in... <laughs> So I've got that in the back of my mind that what if somebody's rods and cones in there aren't aren't uh, functioning properly and their color schemes are incredibly limited. I am discussing the average human eye. Average. Okay. And then I also thinking about anytime I'm around my mom or my sisters or my girlfriend and it's like there's hair everywhere. It just grows away from them and like follows me. So I, I, I'm going to go against the grain here. I'm going with the eyeballs 
and saying that the hair's 75. He's going for the points here. I'm going I'm going all in. Slide all the chips out. Put it on the table. Double tap that bad boy and let's see what the dealer's got for us. The the hair one just seems a little too obvious, but at the same time, I don't know. I'm just going to say this. I think we may have a new hypothesis to test on here since we're talking about hair and biology and science. The hypothesis is this. When it comes to fact or fiction, listen to the defenders. Mr. Gamble, you led the charge. You are correct. Humans can lose an average of 75 strands in a single day, not a month. The second one's true. Nice work, Mr. Gamble. Third. So how many colors can you see? Think about the color wheel on like you can anything. you can Does you can distinguish up to ten million different colors. That's what the That's internet crazy. says, so it's true. <laughs> I like how we're believing this answer. Well, Seventy-five seems very. Low. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Chance, we look forward to seeing a lot of black and gold in the end zone on Saturday. Thank you so much for your time on Inside the Nest, and best of luck Saturday, one o'clock against the Governors of Austin Peay. Sure, I appreciate it. Thank y'all for having me.